New Thought Guy. So I want to tell you a little story. Jesus, Moses, and an old man go golfing. The first one to tee, tee off is Moses, and he does a swing, and he smashes that ball, and it's heading right for that water hazard, you know, the big lake they have at some of the holes. It's not going to hit the green. It's going to go right in the water. Well, Moses, of course, raises his club. The waters part, and the ball rolls right into the green. <laughs> Next, Jesus, Yeshua, gets up to swing, and he cranks it out, and it's heading for that water hazard again. Just like Moses, it's heading for the water hazard. So Jesus closes his eyes, and he prays, and the ball skips across the water and lands on the green two feet from the hole. Now it's the old man's turn. The old man gets up, and he drives the ball, and just like Moses and Jesus, it looks like it's going to go drop directly right into the water. And all of a sudden, a fish jumps up and grabs that ball in its mouth. And then an eagle drops from the sky, grabs the fish, and as the eagle flies over the green, a bolt of lightning strikes the eagle, making it drop the fish. The fish hits the green, spits out the ball, and the ball falls right into the hole, making a hole in one. <laughs> Jesus looks at Moses and he says, you know, I really think I'm leaving dad home next time. <laughs> now, funnily, that is basically the way things work. The title of my talk is The Way This Thing Works. Now, we want to manifest things in our lives, and we have things that we declare, and we have things that we wish for, and that we have things that we demand, and uh, things we require. And to the degree that we believe in this experience to manifest, then the law does its thing to bring it into our experiences. Now, in order to do that, maybe a fish has to swallow your golf ball. An eagle has to come and grab that fish, bring it towards the green. Lightning has to strike, hits the eagle. The eagle drops the fish. The fish opens his mouth, and the ball goes in a hole in one. Sometimes that has to happen. Do you care that that's how you got a hole in one? You got a hole in one. The law takes care of the how. So yesterday I was rereading the first two chapters of The Science of Mind. The first chapter talks about the thing itself. And I was looking at it and I, I said, well, a big question that we all has, have is what is and where is this thing itself, the divine intelligence, God, spirit, where is that? What is that? So Dr. Holmes said, the study of the science of mind is a study of first cause, spirit, mind, or that invisible essence, that ultimate stuff and intelligence 
from which everything comes, the power back of creation, the thing itself. So that thing itself is what we call God, the divine intelligence, spirit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But how did it get here? Where did it start? Where do we find it? Oh, yes, we're taught we find it inside, and that is true, of course. But, you know, this is the science of mind. And if we watch the news and we read um, what's going on in the world of science, we see that science is catching up with the book that we use. The, The science people are catching up with the science of mind. Think of the Big Bang Theory. I talked about that a few weeks ago. Think of the Higgs boson particle. The idea of the Higgs boson particle is that this is the smallest particle that mathematically we can, we can decipher right now. Years ago, people didn't even know about that. And recently, they believe, using these particle accelerators that they have here in America, and there's one in England, France, that they have found the Higgs boson particle called the God particle because at this point it seems to be the smallest thing that is um, part of everything. So it's here. Science is catching up with that essence that we already know about. And as people who don't have faith or don't have belief in that power for good that is greater than ourselves, they start to see it in science. That's the thing itself. That's what started everything. That's what's right here. Another question I found that people have is, does the universe play favorites? Does that thing itself play favorites? Well, as Dr. Holmes says, and and actually um, uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson has said in one of his essays, universal principles are never respecter of persons. The universe has no favorites. So the thing itself is this thing, this energy, this, this power that really doesn't care who you are. I'm writing a book right now called God Doesn't Care. I know, a very provocative title, and, um, you know, as soon as I'll go on talk shows and they'll, you know, they'll throw tomatoes at me and stuff. How, how dare you say God doesn't care? Why do I say God doesn't care? Because God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is no respecter of persons. God doesn't care if you're tall, short, rich, poor, dumb, smart, nothing. God is unconditional love. It respects you because you are a part of it. You are a part of that thing itself. So it's unconditional love. It doesn't need to respect you because of anything. It respects you, period. You individualize it. You experience life for it, with it, as it, and through it that thing itself. How do we fit into this thing itself? 
Dr. Holmes says in the first chapter, we are it to the extent that we grasp it. But since it is infinite, we could never encompass it. That reminded me of a song. Um, I got the world on a string. I'm sitting on a rainbow. Got that string around my finger. What a love, what a life I'm. It says in love, but I say in God. I have this power, I have this string. The world, my world is on the string around my finger. My world, because of the thing itself, because that thing of itself lives within me, encompasses me, envelops me, supports me, I have the world on a string. I have the world at my beck and call as long as I stand firm in my belief of what experiences I want in my life. Divine nature is in everything, it's all energy. So I spoke on that a little bit. It's in everything. You know, wherever, whoever speaks to me is God. And sometimes, um, like the rest of you, when um, certain people speak to me about certain things, I may not at first see the God in that or the God in that person. But then I need to step back and know, you know what? God is speaking right now. What do I need to get out of this? Now, that doesn't mean I'm a wallflower and let people just walk all over me no matter what they say um, to me, at me. But my perspective, my response has to be through my God self, not through my human self. And if they say things that um, aren't pleasant, you know, I have found that when I don't react in a way that's defensive, that usually shuts them up. It changes the conversation. It's not about you, 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 bad, 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 whatever they're disagreeing with me. But it changes the conversation to a respect, to love, to understanding. And that's what's important. Because I know that God is in them just as it is in me. Because God is just energy. Dr. Holmes said, there is that within us which partakes of the nature of the divine being. And since it partakes of the nature of the divine being, we are divine. Or to put it in a scientific way, as Carl Sagan said, and you've probably heard parts of this, we are a way for the universe to know itself. Carl Sagan is saying this, scientist, not big pastor. We are a way for the universe to know itself. Some part of our being knows this is where we come from. We long to return and we can because the cosmos is also within us. We are made of star stuff. Now, here's a man, before even the Big Bang Theory uh, came around, I mean the actual scientific theory, not the show, um, he knew from his um, cosmology experience and scientific thinking that we're made of star stuff. The same things that made the stars and the planets and this planet, the wood here, is the same thing that made us. It's an energy. It's a presence. 
in a spiritual way, we call it God, divine intelligence. Tesla said the same thing. Einstein said the same thing. Two other people really not known for their spirituality. Not known for that, those two. And both of them talked about energy and frequency is what the universe is about. And we are knowing through science, when you go and get that x-ray or that CAT scan or that PET scan, that is energy going through you, picking up the energy coming out of you and making a picture of it. We're all just energy. All thought is creative. Thoughts are things. Have you heard that? Thoughts are things? Thoughts become things. You know, we have a lot of fleeting thoughts, and, and we need not fear that these fleeting thoughts, especially the negative ones, are going to stick because they're fleeting. But if they keep coming back, they may stick. They may go into your belief, and then your experience is going to be filtered that way because thoughts do become things. And what Dr. Holmes said in The Science of Mind, the thing then works for us by working through us and is us always. It cannot work for us in any other way. It spreads itself over the whole universe and shouts at us from every angle, but it can become power to us only when we recognize it as power. That reminds me of that old joke. I won't go through the whole thing, but you know, the guy and the flood and sitting on his roof and the two boats come and he says, no, no, God will provide. And the helicopter comes, drops, they, oh, no, no, God will provide. And then hours later, nobody comes anymore. And the next day shows up and he starts praying, goes, God, why have you forsaken me? I'm standing up here. You haven't saved me from the flood. I sent you two boats. It's the same thing. If we're not aware, if we're not looking, if we are not um, in intention and in conscious connection to that divine within, if we don't recognize this power, how is this power going to work for us? It's always working. Look at your life. Look at your experience. Good, bad, or indifferent. Look at those experiences. If you sit down and think about how did this Yes, no, maybe experience show up. If you think about it long enough, you're going to go, you know what? My self-talk is a lot of lack and limitation. So no wonder as soon as I get that bonus check, it's already spent. And I'm like, well, where did that $1,000 go? I had an extra $1,000. Where did it go? Well, you know, if you have a lot of lack and limitation type um, thoughts going through your head, self-talk all the time, not fleeting thoughts, but consistent thoughts, your belief is that um, it, it could be all kinds of different words, but uh, basically it's saying, you know, I don't deserve this. So all of a sudden, a nice big bill, you need a new roof, the air conditioning goes out, and there's a thousand bucks, gone. Good to have air conditioning, but not not a fun thing to spend $1,000 on. All thoughts are creative. When we recognize the power of the thing itself that is within each and every one of us, and we use it because that power, that thing, is no respecter of persons, so you can use it as much as it wants. It's only love. It's only there for you. It wants you to be happy and succeed. And you, I, get to decide what happy and success equals what it looks like. For some people, it doesn't look so good. 
to other people. Good only, not good and evil. He says, in the way it works, the gardener goes forth in faith to sow his seeds. He has learned that as he sows, so shall he reap. That the law works the same for all alike. We must accustom ourselves to the concept of the impersonalness of the law, the availability of the law, and the mechanical accuracy of the law. If we can conceive only a little good in as much as we can experience, if we conceive a little good, then we'll get a little good. And a little good it can be a pretty good life for a lot of people. But it's all good. I tell the story about when um, I went through a kidney stone thing, and that's no fun. And the, it, went, it happened for four days. I went through it for four days. I had four days of pain and I, I, never, I didn't leave the house. I just walked around and around, and, and I did this thing where, that I learned on the Internet where you jump up and down, and it supposedly moves it around, these kidney stones. And I was still in pain, and, and I even tried the, the, the pain pills that the hospital gave me, and um, I don't like to take those, and I know most people don't like to either, and they didn't work anyway, but even, even if they wanted to work, they wouldn't because I assumed they wouldn't work. So, of course, they didn't work. So um, that was a waste of $25. But, um, or maybe not. Because when it was all over, and I went through the whole Louise Hay thing, and, you know, where's the anger coming from? Because that's what creates the stones in, in not only your kidneys, but anywhere that you have stones, except for in your garden. That's probably good to have stones in your garden. Um, you know, it comes from anger, and I went, you know, I had four days to think about this. Um, you know, where's this anger coming from? And I figured some things out, but the biggest lesson was I didn't like that experience, and if you've ever had that kind of pain, you know what I'm talking about, or not to be an equal comparison, but if you've had children, evidently that's a similar pain. <laughs> Even though I didn't like it, I realized I loved it. Now, we got to know the difference here. I didn't like the experience. I didn't like whatever thoughts I was thinking, and I didn't really go on a witch hunt in that, um, what did I do bad? What did I think bad? That's a waste of time. I went looking for what do I not want to think anymore? What do I want to move out of my life? And I love it, and I have gratitude for it, especially because I now intentionally know it and got it out of my life, that anger and whatever other stuff was going on in my head that brought on this physical thing called kidney stones. And they passed, and they passed without pain. See, that's a good one, because most of the time they pass with pain. But I loved the experience because it taught me something. I loved the experience because it took me to a next step. And for some reason, I couldn't get there without getting my hand slapped a little bit. Or in this case, my kidney slapped. So I learned it, and now, and now it doesn't come back. I don't have it. It's been years. It's good only that shows up in your life. Even the ugly experiences, even the heartbreaking experiences, it's good. It's not good in positive or negative. It's good in that the universe loves you. And whatever you have 
belief in your life will show up in your experience because the universe loves you. It doesn't care who you are, what you are, where you are in life, your experience, your education, your, any, your religion, where you live. It loves you. And it, it, I totally get it. When, when negative things happen in your life, when somebody passes away, and you're heartbroken when, when a marriage breaks up, when, you know, you have a little car accident, when you need a new roof. That's not fun. But, but it's showing up because the universe loves you. Because the universe doesn't think good and evil. The universe thinks, ah, I love you. I will bring into your life what it is you want. So if we want something different in our lives, we have to sow the other seeds. We have to plant those other seeds. And the only place you're going to plant them is somewhere in the divine matrix, as I call it. Somewhere in your mind, in your heart, in your gut. Or the combination of, of the three, or one or two of the three. You're going to plant that new seed there so that if it's a negative experience, it doesn't show up anymore. If it's a positive experience, hey, bring it on, baby. You get to sow the seed. You are the artist. You are the sculptor. You are the painter. Which brings me to a last, the last point I want to talk about. Can we talk to God? Ernest Holmes actually wrote a book, Can We Talk to God? Something you want to think about. Something you want to know. Can you talk to God when you're praying are you talking to God? When you're meditating and um, allowing thoughts to go through your head, there's different meditative processes. Some of them want you to um, let those thoughts just kind of go through and go past, and others don't. So when you're in a meditative state or you're in an, a prayer state, do you believe you're talking to God? You need to know that. Now, I know I am. I know you are. I know that when we do our self-talk, that is talking to God. Not the fleeting ones, oh, gosh, well, how, that was dumb. Why did you do that? Not those fleeting thoughts, unless you keep saying that every time you do something wrong, incorrect, missing the mark of where you believed you should, be, uh, you should have done it. If you keep saying that every time, now you're telling yourself, I always make a mistake. Something You do something that's uh, not quite right, whatever it is, you add wrong, uh, you take a wrong turn, you go, oh, dummy, and you do that, you say something like that every time, boom. Every time you say that, it adds up. Because you're talking to God. You're putting it in your heart that every time you make a little mistake, for whatever reason, you liked that song, so you missed the turn because you were thinking about the, the lyrics. Whatever it is, the universe is listening. God is listening. Not in a way that you need to be afraid, just in a way to know that you are empowered. You have the responsibility and the power and the choice to bring into your life the experiences you want. And every time you think over and over and over again an attitude, a perspective about yourself, then that goes into that kind of spiritual uh, bank account of your belief. So if you want an experience that is good, then your thoughts need to be in that perspective that all's good. 
all's going to work out. I am empowered, and I am talking to God right now. I'm talking to divine intelligence right now. I'm talking to the spirit within. I'm talking to that power within. I'm talking about to I'm talking to that energy that illuminates everything. Just like that light. That light doesn't come on on itself. That light came on because I flipped a switch or I turned a dial. And when we talk to God, when we talk to the universe, we are turning that dial. We are flipping that switch and going, hey, hi, um, by the way, this is what I require in my life. And if you've heard different, I am now disavowing myself. I am disavowing myself from that idea. Dr. Holmes says, a prayer is a movement of thought, a movement of thought. That's not just saying words. That's not just saying that affirmation that was up there. If you're just saying the words, if you're not putting them through your heart, giving yourself a moment before you start saying affirmations so that it can go through your heart, not just through your intellect, not just through your mouth, or you end up being the teacher in the, in the Snoopy cartoons, Charlie Brown cartoons. That's what the universe will hear. A prayer is a movement of thought, an activity. This is an activity within the mind of the one praying along a definite line of meditation. That is for a specific purpose for a specific purpose. That is the thing itself that lives within you. That is the power for good in the universe greater than you are, greater than I am. That is the thing itself. You can call it what you want. God doesn't care. God doesn't care what you call it, him, her, them, they, whatever that energy. Call it the Big Bang. Call it Charlie. Call it what moves your heart because that is what the thing itself is within you. It illuminates your life. It experiences itself through you, especially through you. That's why each and every one of us are special. That's why each and every one of us is an individualization of God. Now, some of us doesn't, don't use it very well, but we still are it. We still are that thing itself living through us. And what does it do? It works through us, as us, for us. So I want to say this affirmation one more time. I want each and every one of us as a group, as a family, as a community to take a deep breath together. Yeah. Now this is like an affirmative prayer. When you pray, when you meditate, it takes a moment. It's not just a word here and there. That could help you. I'm not saying that could help you. But if you want to pray, if you want to really talk to God with intention, with power, with consciousness, with that energy within, then you take a moment, like right now, took a breath together, God is. We released that breath, I am. And we can feel the power in the room that is God power, that is spirit illuminating itself, that thing itself vibrating. 
Hear the music. That music is vibrating. And though we all reach that moment in our own time, some seconds, some minutes, whatever it is for you, you reach that moment where you're centered, where you're grounded to Gaia, the Mother Earth, our planet, also created by the thing itself. And you're open to that cosmic energy, that energy that comes from the universe. And the universe, remember, surrounds us. That energy flows through us. You start to feel it tingle. First the top of your head, then it flows through every part of your body. And I sometimes can feel it like like lightning bolts coming out of my fingers. And it is then in that centeredness, in that quiet moment, in that awareness of who and what we are, that that thing itself is within us now. That we know to live and be in these words. I choose my words carefully and with intention. I consciously speak words of power, of meaning, of love, of gratitude, of forgiveness, and for, from knowing who I am. I speak these words loud and proud, bold, and brave, and with the truth backing me up, I choose words of abundance and prosperity, vibrant health, creativity, and most of all, that power of power's love. I choose love. I choose from knowing what the thing itself is, how the thing itself lives within me, and how it works through me, as me, for me, with me, at all times, respecting me because I am of it, loving me because I am of it, this energy, this big bang, this cosmic power, this frequency vibrates through me at the speed of the divine. I choose my words carefully. I choose love. I choose And with this power, with this knowing, with this intention, with this consciousness, I am aware, I am being, and I am fully drenched in gratitude for the thing itself within me and for knowing how it works. I step into it, I lean into it, and I allow it 
to drench me in love. Love. Gratitude and love. And knowing this power, declaring this power, holding on to this power, believing in this power, having faith in this power that is within me, I can release these words that I have chosen of love, knowing that the universe says, what? Yes. I hear you. You got it. Right here, right now, love. Take a deep breath. Feel that divine energy flowing through you right here, right now. That love. That love. That love. And so it is. Amen. Namaste, everyone. Thank you. Yeah? Did you feel it? You got to feel it.